Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in 5, 4... What does live mean? Uh Uh-huh. Welcome to the Just Conversation Podcast, the show where we discuss complex philosophic ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Christina. And I'm Jack. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. Yes, and today we have a goodie for you guys. Just like a, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, uh, our first Q&A episode. A about ramble black of Q- holes. Yes, about black holes. And uh, we had kind of like a, a, an impressive set of questions that day. So we, we went back online and we posted to have some questions asked to us on social media. And we kind of had the same problem last time where everybody flocked to the website, but barely anything on social media. I got a couple on Instagram, which was pretty good. And we put those into the mix. So we're going to have a couple of questions in that. Behalf. But yeah, so we have a bunch of questions, except this time we're going to have questions based on robots. Yes, robots and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sort of do the same thing. We're just going to run through them, talk about... Um, whatever we Are might we still know shuck not nice and not neil yeah i'm totally not neil okay and i'm chuck not nice yeah and uh so and this is also not star talk yes this is not star talk i don't know how anyone would get confused but just to let you know this is not star talk i am not it doesn't say anywhere on our where you found us anyway that this was star talk so if you somehow ended up here that'd be very weird yes this is not Star Talk. I am not Neil. Okay. So the first question comes from us from Samson Udom from Montgomery, Alabama. His question is, will robots take over the world? Probably. Probably. The answer is probably. Every, all, all technology is aiming towards robotics instead of just the general term technology there which includes... will be a robot war and we will fight the robots we're already fighting robot we're wars already robot. Oh. we make robots for war send them into war and bring back our troops yes or we'll just fuse with the robots so i guess we robots i don't know is that still robots winning uh that's a whole different thing to some degree yeah okay we'll fuse into with our robots that's much cooler. Definitely. Uh, the second question, well, the second person is Reed Robinson from Columbus, Ohio. Can robots learn and can they be creative? Okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, can robots learn? That I don't know. That's complicated. I think anything sufficiently intelligent can learn. And I guess that's what artificial intelligence really is ultimately. Because if you make a neural network complicated enough, there's no difference between that and a human. A human is just a bunch of neurons interacting in, at, at such a complex, high degree that we call ourselves sentient, self-aware, conscious beings, and we say that we learn. Yeah. And a robot is the simplest version of that same concept, which is a this, then that kind of rule applied. So a this, then that. If this happens, I react this way. If that happens, I react that way. Learning isn't something you teach a robot. It just happens? It happens oh, Like af- in that Facebook robot thing. I don't know if it was Facebook, but it was online that two 
AIs were talking to each other, and they just somehow accidentally started changing the language. So I guess it was sort of learning from each other. Like their conversation was changing. I and then they n- thought it was a problem. I have no idea if that's actually what was happening. I think they just began speaking gibberish for the most part. Oh. I don't think they actually started talking to each other. I think it was just gibberish. They were communicating, but because they couldn't decipher it to not be gibberish, they kind of just shut them off. But uh, in reality, what I mean is that if a uh, a neural network of this and that has enough this and that situations like applied, they start sort of overlapping. And then the neural networks themselves start to make conditions. It's not learning. It's applying what's been it programmed. It feels like it's been learning. We would interpret that as learning. Yeah. Like like alien. Like the alien game. From, there are yes. so many different situations programmed into it that as you're sort of... We're talking about Alien Isolation, the video game, PlayStation. You can... You unlock enough this than that scenarios as different rules kind of overlap you start thinking that it's learning but it's just a crap ton of rules working the same way that we would say a a baby learns if i touch the hot thing i get burned so then it learns i don't touch the hot thing but that rule wasn't unlocked until it touched the hot thing yeah now if you tell the robot anything that causes damage externally you don't do and the robot is then told what is damage externally so hardware damage a wires damaged chip gets damaged you don't need to say fire when it comes in contact with the fire and something gets damaged it It calculates that yes and it's sort of like it learned but it didn't really learn it was already programmed to behave that way and robots are really starting to learn that i have i read a story recently that um they made a robot to learn they had to teach itself what it was it didn't know what it was. It was a hand with an arm. And by doing different things, it will learn like what it could do by different experiments. Yes. And over like a day, it learned exactly like 100%. It could do everything 100%. And then they started taking things out like if it was damaged. And it will be a little less accurate, but it will learn like how to deal with the damaged part. Yeah. How creepy is that? Well, that's that's what it is. You just input the basic general rule. And let the circumstance dictate what is incorporated into that rule. And enough of those situations can overlap. Mm-hmm. It's it's like trying to program a baby. That's the goal. You're trying to program the basics of a baby into a computer and then let the rest of the rules sort of naturally take place. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. Oh. Yeah. So if wow. a robot can learn, sort of, but... To the same degree that a human can learn. We only learn because this and that. If we didn't have input, we would have no output. There would be nothing being recorded. The same way the robot needs input before there's output. Mm -hmm. We have parents to guide us through certain situations. Their programming of the baby is what leads to to the baby's development in the first place. The same thing applies to a computer. You need to give it some basic guidelines. And then from those guidelines, everything will happen. But if you just abandon the baby, it's just going to die. Well, how would that work with the robot? The robot just won't nothing do will anything? happen. It's dead to start with. Nothing oh, okay, happens. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't program mm-hmm. any basic rules around it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if a computer can learn, if a robot can learn about as much as, or in any case, the question here is, can AI learn? And it's about as likely to learn as a child is, depending how much rules are applied. How many rules are applied? Mm-hmm. Its development would take place. Can robots be creative? On the other hand. There are robots 
that create, yes. whether or not it's creativity, is an entirely that's a debate that's question. really happening right now, I guess, because there's robots that can make music, robots that can draw. But you have to and... implement a bunch of rules from previous yeah, like, creators. Yes, so many, many. But, but then isn't that what a human but is that's doing? Exactly, that's exactly how it works. Like, no one draws... I mean, when you're a child, maybe you try... No, but you still use real life Yeah. examples. And then when you get older, you use references. But the robot is pretty much doing the same thing. But the robot wouldn't... Like, if you told the robot to create something without giving it an example beforehand, it wouldn't do anything. Mm. It would stay unresponsive because what would it be taking from? Meanwhile, you can tell a human to create without giving any previous information. But then but here's the thing. The ch- they're the... looking at their environment. Yes, that's... And a robot could generally imitate its environment, but you have to tell it that its environment is art. Yeah. And then it'd be able to do it. So is it the same? Is it the same? I guess what would make it different if they can pick the option of what they're referring to. Like if you gave them a hundred different things right. and said... You can use whatever reference you want and not, you know, like they can do whatever they want. Is that still the same? Like, because when we look at art and then we try to recreate it, we, we're not trying to copy someone else's art. We're trying to make our own of what we like. That's what we can't determine. And what we cannot determine in a robot is, is it choosing something like that it, it wants? Like prefers something over another. Yeah. If it's uh, choosing something that it, uh, I, I don't know. That's the hard part. That's the difficult part because we can't tell if it's being creative or if it's just following an order. Mm-hmm. So we're not there yet. We're but... not there yet. But that's like asking if, if uh, it's self-aware. Like, how the fuck do we know? There's no real way to answer that question. We get them to tell us. No. Okay. <laughs> well, if they did, I, I guess we would then we have would... to wonder whether that's true or not. Whether that's an order that it's following or not. Yeah. Okay, Dorio Maldonado from Las Vegas, Nevada. How are robots helping humans? A million different ways. Our phone is a robot. Yes. Our phone is a robot robot. with artificial intelligence. And we use robots to clean our houses. We use robots to clean our homes. Roombas, that's what they're called. Yeah. And, uh, well, I guess there's more AI helping people than there are robots helping people. Because mm. robots is literal hardware, yeah. While AI is software. The what are some softwares? Uh, so many different things. Uh, Just everything, anything electronic. For the most part, uh, anything that has uh, an anything that's programmed. If you look at like Facebook, and you receive, you like a couple of things here, you like a couple of things there. Instagrams of the world, you like a couple of things here, a couple of things there. It will calculate those and feed you things that it believes you're interested in that's ai at work that's an artificial intelligence doing what it is meant to do which is assist you in finding things you'd be interested in in the first place it assists companies by using that same information and uh catering ads that you would most likely be interested in. That's a two-way benefit. You'll find things you'd likely want to buy. They find customers that would want to buy their things. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. in life helping us. Uh, cars. We, we're moving into the era of automated cars that they just do everything themselves. That's like self-driving. That is both a robot and artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's mechanical yeah. like a robot would be that it has a, a, an external 
hard surface. It's a it's a hard it's hardware. It's all hardware that is working with an AI that's giving it the orders rather than the human needing to control it. That's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's like an exoskeleton to some degree. Yeah. There's a robot that it's a finger and you can help it. I mean, with the app, I guess, you can make it do things for you. It's going to make us lazier. Everything is meant to make us lazier. So Ultimately, that's the goal of a robot. Just I the guess. Roomba, like you said, is so the, the person doesn't have to clean. The robot will do it for them. Yeah. And now this button, it's like a finger and it will just like, if you put it on your coffee maker, it'll ma- turn on the coffee at the time you want it to turn on. Even though you should have a coffee maker that could make itself. They have coffee makers Yeah, like that'll that. just turn but, on by itself. Yeah. But you can do that with uh, your alarm. You don't want to turn off your alarm? Have a little finger that will turn it off for you. But then you what's the point of the alarm? I don't know. But that's how lazy people are. They can't turn off their own alarm. They want this finger to do it for them. I mean, for that, they should just get an Alexa that controls everything, and they don't need a hand to do it for them. Oh, yeah, Alexa. There you go. That's the home robot. I mean, all the electronics are going to have no buttons in the future. They're just going to have some sort of, like, touch-based interface that could be controlled by some AI if they so wanted to, and they could just program. be controlled by our cell phones. Yeah. They'll just have apps for it. And you could just talk to your phone. You don't even need to touch it. You could pull out your phone and be like, turn on the lights. Yeah, and then the lights are just going to turn on. That's the thing you could do now. Yes. Well, that's not even the future. You can connect your freaking lights to your phone. You can have freaking robot on your phone. Do whatever the hell you want, and be like, flick the switch, and it'll just turn the freaking lights on. That's pretty cool. I that's guess. crazy lazy. That uh, is crazy. How dare lazy. I lift my wrist to flick a switch? What are you going to use your wrist for? Masturbation. Ah. Uh. That's why. You got to be masturbating and you're like, oh, I forgot to turn the lights off for, for ambience. So, or what if you want an exact look? Not look, but like... Yeah, you could totally like say a percentage. You could be like, leave the lights at 20%, Alexa. Oh, okay. I need perfect jerk-off ambience. Nice. Okay, so Dean Cruz from Orlando, Florida has a question. What? Robots have explored Mars. Rovers. Rovers. Lots of them. Six of of them, them, actually. Two of them are from Russia, and they failed. They failed? They failed. One failed landing onto Mars, and the second one just stopped working after a few minutes. Oh, Or a few seconds. So those are the aliens sort of deactivating them? (laughs) Yes. They only like American rovers. We've had four... In any case, there are already rovers up there waiting for rovers from other places to land to, like, disable them. What? But the one that we had last time that just turned off, that was there for quite a while, right? I don't even know. You think there's aliens up there just like, yeah, 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 the the American ones. We're cool with them. They made deals with us. Ooh, that's why. Because we're already making deals with them through that whole ufo thing in mexico like oh yeah my gosh. we're just giving them p- th- look in reality the men in black are real mm-hmm. mars is some kind of hub for extraterrestrials to be at we want to go up there and introduce people slowly which is why alien movies are aiming from invasions are horrible and we're gonna die so we're kid we can peacefully explore space now but are we just sending americans peace and that would be part of the deal right yeah we're we're gonna start well no we're gonna space allegedly is just for all of us but nasa and uh, SpaceX, or American companies, 
So all the other stuff kind of has to go through those anyways. So uh-huh. it's sort of an American endeavor, even if you're sending a bunch of foreigners. Yeah. So then they go into space to a different planet and it's an American endeavor and they have to follow the American rules because those are the companies you're going through. Well, It's a clever way to uh, have control of the situation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to meet some aliens soon. We probably have. I think they're just normalizing it gradually for us. Mm-hmm. Hayden Melendez from Visalia, California. His question is, is artificial intelligence dangerous? That depends on who programs it. Who programs it? Yeah, it depends on who programs the artificial intelligence. And who hacks it. And who hacks it. Well, I guess that goes back to who programs it. Okay, Hacking would be reprogramming. Yes, okay. Because artificial intelligence... uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that there are three rules you're supposed to apply to all artificial intelligence. Do you know the rules? One of them is don't harm humans. Oh, is it like that robot movie with Will Smith? Yes. They have three sets of rules you're supposed to follow. I think that's an actual thing that people agree that should be... Like, it's agreed upon, even if it's not law. Yeah. But I'm sure it'll eventually hit legislation. Okay. The first rule is... Or, I guess, the three laws of robotics... A robot may not injure a person or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. A robot must obey the orders given it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And the third one is a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. Oh, that's fantastic. So a robot can't hurt people. A robot can't hurt itself. It must protect people and itself. It and must it should listen not... to humans no matter what. It must listen Unless... to humans no matter what and human laws. Yeah, but it can't hurt anyone. No matter what, that's the primary one. So you must always... The robot must always avoid harming humans. The second one is it must always obey the law... Unless it means harming humans. And then the third one is it must protect itself unless it means breaking the law or harming humans. And then, hmm. And do you remember that movie at all? A robot? I robot? It's a robot gained sentience randomly. Or not really. It just broke away from the main computer controlling all the individual smaller computers. And he can murder now? He... Could murder, I guess. In reality, all the robots could murder. They just have to follow the rules. They just chose not to through the sort of leading AI controlling the robots. Was there a bad guy in that movie? Was it an AI? Yeah, it was a robot. It was the AI controlling the, the majority of the robots. Those are some cool rules. I hope they listen to them. They need to be legislated. We're entering an era of a lot of robots. It should be illegal to not implement these rules to robots. And then after enough neural networks are laid over one another and interact with one another and the robot pretty much seems to have sentience, then we got another problem. Then we got to make some new rules. Then we need new rules. But until that threshold is crossed, we need these rules to be legislated at the time. Yeah, some basic rules for them to follow. Yeah, that would be lovely. Mm -hmm. Ruby Kelly from Quebec, Canada. Can robots feel pain? You can program a robot to feel pain, but whether or not it's interpreted as the same pain that a human feels, I guess, is really the question. It's not going to be the same. Like, it won't be the it same. It can't be the same. You can program a response in which they avoid it at all costs. Yeah. And or react to it. Yeah, they can react. Well, I mean, avoiding it is reacting to it. Oh, but like, 
pretend that they're hurt. Yeah, exactly. That would just be you programming it. Yeah. See, so it's like, is it really feeling pain? No. I don't know. But like, what if you tell it to convince itself to feel pain? You can try to program convinced pain, in which case the machine that believes it exists, that it believes it is a thing, would believe it's feeling pain, but you could have programmed all of that. But ultimately, all of that still works the same in humans. You can disconnect pain receptors and then suddenly a human can just have their hand over fire and uh-huh. not feel anything. So it's really that our neural network is connected. So I guess theoretically you could program that into a robot and tell them this is how it feels. And yes, then they feel pain, but you programmed it to feel that pain. What? Uh. The difference is human machines are born with the ability to feel that already. It's inherent programming. I don't know if that's a good thing to be programmed into robots. That would assure they try to protect themselves. Mm. That would assure they try to protect themselves. But we want them to protect us over them protecting themselves. If they feel pain, wouldn't they kind of like, wouldn't that make it a little harder to want to protect us? Um, If it feels pain, but it's still overridden by the rule that it should protect humans over itself, it would definitely. Okay. Oh, that sucks. That sucks so much. Yeah. Okay. Mario Huffman from Canyon Country from California. Will robots take our jobs? And is that a good thing? They've already taken our jobs. Even jobs we think we have, we're doing with robots. Pretty much every job we're doing with a robot to some degree. Unless you're like a farmer. You're doing the job with robots if you're a farmer. A lot of farmers aren't. Oh, but there is stuff they can use. Yes, there's so much crap they can use to farm. There's automated farms. Yeah. Yeah, and like robots are taking all the jobs. And it's not a bad thing. It's just showing that current concept of jobs are becoming primitive. The current jobs are primitive. Just like before there were a million different jobs that people had that don't exist now because they're automated. Yeah. You will have a bunch of jobs that exist now that are going to be redundant and pointless because people don't need to do them. Computers could probably do them better. The majority of the jobs in the future are going to be people fixing machines, people working on machines. Yeah, like in um, chopping malls and stuff like that right now where they have the automatic, um, the self-shopping thing. Yeah, the self-checkout. The self-checkout. Yeah, that's kind of like that. Like the person doesn't. There's just one employee that's watching to make sure that every all of them yes, is going. Yes, if something were to suddenly stop working, there's somebody there. And so a lot of jobs are going to take that form. A lot of jobs are just going to have either the supervisor that's a human. Eventually, a supervisor position is going to be removed too. It's going to be a robot that knows how to fix the other robots. But you still need a person who can fix that robot. And right. so the 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 shift of professions that aren't creative, are going to aim towards people working on robots. And then the idea of the future is going to be that once robots take everything we understand as a job now, individuals are going to have to find purpose in either pursuing creative adventures or inventing new machines for new purposes. And jobs are going to have that kind of structure to them. They're going to have the... Maybe there is still nine to fives, But your 9 to 5 isn't you go on a field and do this kind of work when a robot is doing that. Uh, And your 9 to 5 could be... It would be like that um, Black Mirror episode where it's like you could be a TV star is pretty much the only job that's still left. Or you could 
work as a I, d- I doubt it's gonna be like that i doubt it's gonna be that people are going to sort of be trapped in unrealized positions of me because that's meaningless it's not advancing anything you're not going to get a profit doing something like that it's pointless it should be that people will have the ability to profit from creativity for sure they're going to be able to make but like art is going to be crazy expensive anybody making well, that art? was art that was um singing Mu- being a musician was it yeah oh i don't even know people were competing to be a musician uh I don't know. Musicians will still be a thing, I think. Yeah, everything, all the creative things are still going to be things. And actors and actresses. But uh, there's also going to be, again, there's still going to be jobs. Jobs aren't going to cease to exist. They're just going to look differently. The world isn't going to be creative. There's going to be, it's still going to be half and half. It's always been half and half. Yeah. And it's just going to have a different shape. It's going to have a more technology-driven shape. People who want to stay employed should learn how to code they should learn how to work with machines they should learn how to work with robots they should learn how to work with ai do you think or be creative or be creative do you think like doctors or teachers have to worry about their jobs yeah yeah they do uh machines are going to be a lot more efficient at teaching the individual child because you can program everything you need for for example uh, a child who requires specific kind of teaching, you could just put a certain type of computer that's going to cater to that for this one child, have a whole class of that, and that computer can divide its attention seamlessly between a bunch of other monitors that are all catering to individual children all at the same time, but it can also direct its attention to one main AI, so there's a community aspect going on, and it could do both of those things seamlessly. Without interruption, it can monitor all the children. So teachers should uh, have fear. Doctors are already using computers and robots to do a lot of surgeries that are complicated. And, it's uh, helping them, but it's not taking their jobs. Not yet. Not yet. And in the future, it will. Because it's uh, robots are going to have the ability to make better, swifter, more precise, calculated decisions. The only reasons you'll need people are to make the hard calls of... Should this person be unplugged at the moment? Like, is it has it been too long? Or moral decisions. Morality is something that's still going to have a human involvement no matter what. What if people start choosing to have robots make that decision for them? What, have calculated decision over a moral decision? Yeah. That could definitely be the case. I would rather have something that's beneficial happen to me. that aff- Something that happens to me that's uh, beneficial to the rest of society rather than serve the vanity of an individual who just wants to please themselves. Yeah. If, if, uh, like if you're in a coma. Yeah. If I'm in a coma and the resources being wasted on me. And I like, let's say I didn't know I was ever, who the hell knows they're going to be in a coma. Yeah. So I don't sign the uh, do not resuscitate. And I'm in this coma for 10 years. A robot could easily make the call that the resources being wasted here are inefficient. And the amount of time this person's been unconscious is pointless. Yeah. We should disconnect them and redirect these resources to somebody who's not in a coma. Well, your family would probably just want to keep you in that They want to keep me alive, but fuck them. It's not beneficial to the bigger picture. So in a situation like that, I would be glad for, I would be the person to opt into the calculated, cold, sadly, decision rather than the, uh, there's a chance he might wake up. It's been too long. Don't risk it. Yeah. But I guess different people will prefer different things. 
So so that still would be a, a large situation. But I do think all the jobs would. Essentially, the, the, we would still have humans working. It's just not going to look the same. But it also didn't look the same like 100 years ago. Yeah, it's always changing. Exactly. So. It's always changing. And people are just cowards and they're scared of change. That's all the fear is. They're that scared is of the change. That's the problem. That a lot of jobs, even before they were being lo- lost to robots, it was always something else that they were losing their jobs yep. to. And Wait, before tractors were made, you had a shit ton of field workers. Fuck ton of sh- field workers doing exactly the same thing. They were doing it with a hoe instead. But a tractor has automatic things you can attach to it to just soften the dirt a lot easier and then you can roll behind it instead of with a bunch of people with bags and seeds you Mm. can have a cedar now you don't need people they got replaced by a tractor yeah they got replaced by machines yeah they got replaced by machines without ai yeah and now they have probably those machines with ai to save even having so there could be one farmer who just kind of hits play on his equipment and then just walks away goes to the next one to hit start on that too it just keeps doing that comes back later to hit off when the job is done yeah what thus saving the individual who has the property in any case everybody should be investing in having their own set of machines that are going to be doing things and that they could charge for people using them yeah the people that could afford those machines or afford saving up yes yes it should it should look at it's still gonna happen we're still gonna have a uh okay darwin gardner from akron ohio i'm sorry if i pronounced that wrong can artificial intelligence think like humans that is such a subjective question we'd have to assume that we know what a human thinks like other than ourselves like our individual self. Yeah, we have robots. Think of that experiment where they have uh, two computers. One person on one side is uh, communicating to two different computers. One of them is a robot. The other one is a person. And they can't tell which one the person is. That robot is designed to think like a person. Or to function to that degree. If we had a robot with a exoskeleton. With a programmed AI meant to think like a person or behave as though they were would we be able to tell the difference and what does that mean what does that mean so is it thinking like a person is a program to think like a person is a person programmed to think like a person i think sort of i would say that i would say that people are programmed to think like what we think people should be like because if somebody thinks outside of it we call them mentally ill but it's impossible to know if a robot is thinking like a person because they could say all the right things but we don't know what's really going on yes. in their head to be like it behaving this is what thinking. like what we think a human should behave is what we're referring to here. It has okay. to be because if it's not, then I don't know what the question is. Because if sure. it's if it's that case, then anything that behaves similar to a person would fall under that. Yeah. For, and people who are mentally ill don't behave like a person, so we sort of punish those people. If you take life, if you're a criminal, if you steal, you're not behaving like the type of person we think you should. You are labeled different. You are labeled criminal. You are labeled mentally ill. So a robot that doesn't fit the parameters is just, oh, no, that's just a robot. It's not thinking like a human. Okay. So there, there will be labels that are different, but labels based on the same premise. Man, it's just about how we feel. It's about how we feel. It's all about how the majority feels. Lyric Stevens from bristol england will robots ever have emotions and can robots love 
Well, bro, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It depends on how complicated the neural networks uh, that are programmed into them are, how many of them are there in the first place to interact with each other. So can they have emotions? Well, if this and that. If they are programmed that way. Yes, if we are programmed to feel sad about death, then somebody dies and we cry. But if we are told that death is a glorious release and we should be overjoyed and we're taught that and everybody around us thinks that, we're not sad when somebody dies. That's programmed emotion based on cultural differences alone. So we can program that same kind of ideology into a robot and say, if somebody uh, dies, you cry. You feel sad. And now it doesn't know what sad is, but 300 robots have that same programming and 300 robots respond the same way. Are they sad? Because they're all doing it. They're all programmed. People behave that way. It would be really difficult to tell. But for the love part... It would be the same thing. It's Yeah, it would be sort of... There was an episode of Star Trek where Data explained what love feels like to him. Which is his neural network uh, develops a consistent pattern. Which was with uh, the lady who got cloned or whatever. They went to the... Whatever. He was in love with some lady. And she was around him a lot. Consistently, 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 consistently. And then she wasn't there, which means one of his neural inputs would have no reception uh, constantly, all of a sudden. It always had this input of this person being present, and then the person wasn't present, and then it was overlaid with a bunch of other neural networks. So suddenly it was very aware that this one system was not functioning. And that felt like sadness? He didn't feel like sadness, but he the awareness of the emptiness could be comparable to missing somebody. So it was like the awareness that this person isn't here. So anytime something else connected to that network would fire, he would be reminded that, oh, that network isn't going to work. That same neural has to be now connected somewhere else and be rerouted. So every time it's going through that route, it's like, oh, no, there's nothing there that hasn't been activated. Gotta Because go he it. was in a way thinking about her sort in of. those moments. Yes, it was like random things would remind her of him, but it's because those things were laced to that memory through neural networks. Whoa. So they it could happen. Yeah. So I guess theoretically they could love in that same fashion where they could miss somebody and they could want some bodies. Because one thing about humans is they think they love, but they only realize it when the person isn't there. You only love somebody truly after they're gone and you, you can only gauge love based on the lack thereof. When the person is no longer there, you know how much you miss, you how much you love them based on how much you miss them. Well, okay. Yeah. And it's uh, probably going to be the same for robots. Yes. So oh. the robot will be fine with whatever's there, even if it doesn't verbalize it, even if it doesn't have the language to explain it, it will be aware of this sort of missing thing. That reminds me of our pets, though. Like, they can feel that, too. We can tell the same thing with our pets. Yeah. Not that they're robots, but... <laughs> they can definitely... They have the... Yeah, It's everything feels... This, everything works the same. We might distinguish robots from people, but artificial intelligence is still intelligence. Um, Ariel Park from New South Wales, Australia. Is artificial intelligence self-aware? That is what we're talking about. Is it self-aware? It might be, but I guess it would be. It's just a lower level of consciousness. We don't know what consciousness is to say even we are aware. Are we self-aware or do we just we don't think know. we're self-aware? We think we're self-aware. We think we're self-aware. We can't prove we are. And we can't tell if our animals are. We can't tell what is and what isn't from yeah. just the world around us. We just say anything that behaves the way we think it should is self-aware. The end. That's our hard. Yeah, they behave like us, I guess. I guess yeah. they're self-aware. 
You just assume you are. And then anything and then, similar to you is by default. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. Wow. It's very simple of us. Yeah. But, you can have somebody in a coma that's never learned a single thing and be like, they're self-aware. But why are they self-aware? Based on what? Based on what? Is it because of what's going on? No, I don't know. No, like, no, they're human. Thus, self-aware. That's pretty much the, the idea. People okay. fall under that. When they say self-aware, oh, no, I'm definitely self-aware. Oh, so is he. But he's been in a coma since he was born. What do you mean? What? Okay. Caitlin Mendez from Wallingford, Connecticut. Which country uses robots the most? Probably United States of America and That's Japan. Guess? My guess was Japan, but I looked it up. Number one country. South, South Korea. Korea. Whoa. Yep. Singapore. Oh, I should have guessed Singapore. That makes a lot of sense. And then Germany. And then Japan. And then Japan. I thought Japan was number one. I would have put Japan number one, but I totally forgot about Singapore. Because Singapore, even for its building structures, uses computers and artificial intelligence that will water them when, like, uh, it will water its plants when there isn't rain consistently. And when there is, it will automatically decide not to water them. It has buildings made of these sort of plant structures it has uh, pl- uh robots consistently moving around doing sp- public services of cleaning things and whatnot so yeah i just totally forgot about singapore as a thing but you never thought of south korea never would have thought like... about south korea we associated too much with north korea as a problem oh okay yeah is that where what you were going, going on there i was actually thinking we ne- we hadn't thought about like they probably have a bunch of factories yeah like we probably get a bunch of things from them like so, like we always think of China as being the country that everything's made from China, but like maybe South Korea is kind of the same thing. Could be. I doubt we get anything from them, but I bet they do that to the rest of the world. Yeah, that's why we mean. just probably have a weird tie with China, particularly. And China, I'm surprised China isn't on that list. Mm, yeah, they might be number five. Who knows? But yeah, what are, did you think of that? Nah, right. I, I, t- I totally would have put uh, United States up there, but I guess not. Especially since we're going backwards now and like going back to now ma- that we fear them. Yeah, now we we're scared of robots. Andrew Sims from Alberta, Canada. Why are robots important? Robots are important because they're going to revolutionize the world. They are going to efficientize the world, and they're going to allow the liberation of deadly jobs from people having them. And allow people to have safer jobs. And when they take over everything we consider to be an older job, they're going to liberate the majority of the population to pursue artistic ventures. Hopefully, at some point in the future, the entire planet could be liberated from the traditional concept of job. And if you need structure in your life, there would be things that would take the place of a job and there would be or it would be sort of a job. It would just be the job of the future as well as artistic ventures. And you would not be obligated to survive like your home based on robots taking over everything. Your homes would be funded. Your streets would be fixed. Always power wouldn't be charged for water would be charged for you get to do whatever you want. And you get to choose if you want to go into a structured environment and do structured things, as well as if you want a free, open, be artistic lifestyle. That would be the ultimate goal of machinery and robots being controlled by AI and doing all our things in the future. That we only do what we want to do. And eventually we will become them. We will become something similar. Fuse. Yeah, probably. That is the goal, I hope. 
I don't know. Probably a lot of people don't want to do that either. I do. Okay, Anonymous asks, can artificial intelligence surpass human intelligence? Yes, I guess. It it really depends on the human you're talking about and the computer you're talking about. You can have uh, computers as smart as a, a seven-year-old child right now, which means if you're discussing a two-year-old child, yeah, already happened. Already happened? What? I but know, if you're like... talking like a genius compared to a computer, maybe not. Maybe it has already happened, but it depends because we can say they are uh, more intelligent than a human in a certain aspect. But are they overall? Can the same computer that beat the guy in chest uh, beat the guy at driving? Okay. You get my point. Like, it's probably focused in one area, and its programming is based on that, but a human mind is capable of so many things. Yeah, so it's different. It's different. So with time, definitely going to be the case. At the moment, probably not like an adult, particularly intelligent individual, but some computers are smarter than some people. I can tell you most computers are smarter than most people because people are stupid in general. Mm. Yeah. A computer has the ability to reason. These days, people react off of emotion entirely, which means computers outsmart them. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's so sad. That's so sad. I'm sad for humans. Yep. (laughs) We're being surpassed by our own choices. Yep. Martin Zamora from Buffalo, New York. Will robots change society significantly? Yes, that is the same question we answered a moment ago. We did? Yeah, for the most part. What is the good of machines and robots? It's that that's going to change the world in a particular way. Oh, okay. Sean Spears from Cincinnati, Ohio. Can robots replace humans? Yeah. That is also something we were just talking about. They're going to replace humans in a bunch of ways. Whether it means replace humanity, that's a different thing. Because I believe the natural progression of humanity will be machinery. It will be uh, artificial intelligence with a robotic exoskeleton that's going to be venturing out into space. Eventually, humanity might go extinct and machines might supersede us. Yeah. But you don't think a, like a takeover, like they're going to murder also? No, that requires a lot of pointless behavior. Yeah. Okay. Mia Hawkins from Romford, England. Which jobs can't robots do? Jobs can't do moral jobs. They can't do anything that requires the judgment of right and wrong. They need the ability to discern when something is right and when something is wrong. And the circumstances at which those things might shift. Similar to our example earlier, a person may have been on life support, but maybe the mental state of the like if the person is a vegetable and the person seems to have brain inactivity i guess it doesn't hurt keeping the person alive if everybody around them depends on sort of the emotional stability that just having the person around leaves but that's why we need a doctor to make that decision a person who decides how to teach a person so in the scenario where we have a bunch of robots in a classroom teaching students we need somebody to place that student in that class first to determine this student requires this kind of attention, which requires a robot to do the teaching, but a person to tell. You don't think a robot will be able to figure it out? I think the robot can easily get confused between what is, for example, Down syndrome, autism, and somebody who's generally just ignorant. Okay. They would have a lot of similar crossovers, and a human being could tell those Mm -hmm. things just by looking yeah 
Oh, so they won't be therapists anytime soon. Therapist requires a person to make judgments about emotional comments to respond with. Yeah, so that's the job I forgot about. Yeah, therapists yeah. are going to be probably exclusively humans for humans and robots for robots. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Ben Daniels from McAllen, Texas. Who invented robots? No idea. Okay. Well, George Devol. Devol. In 1945, Joel the George Vol made a robot. There you go. Fair enough. As a toy? Is that what we're looking at here? Joseph Engelberger. God, I hate his name. Where? Joseph Engelberger. Oh, that's a different person. Yeah. Whatever. Some A human a human made robots. Unless he was a robot from the future who came who back in came time. Back in time to change the course of history by making robots exist sooner. Yes. Okay. Kristen Jacobson from Wakefield, England. Can robots lie? That's interesting. You can program a robot to lie. You can program a robot for deception to give wrong answers intentionally. Can a robot choose to lie? Can a robot understand deception is the question here. Mm -hmm. And mm. Uh, that goes back to how complex is the network it's working with. Absolutely. Given enough time, it could probably learn. A hypothetical situation would be if you program a robot to feel pain and it learns a way to save the person and not harm itself, even if the person would like the robot to harm itself to save the person, maybe it makes it look like it's not necessary in a different fashion in order to not feel pain itself. It could sort of, through the pattern, still avoid taking damage and not hurt the person, but lie to the person in the process to accomplish both of those tasks. So it didn't violate either of the rules it was programmed with. So I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to make sure I don't get hurt, but I'm going to make sure the person doesn't get hurt. But that person thinks this is the way. I'm going to lie to that person, twist yeah. their belief, and do this some other way. Or even if it did get hurt, like, one day, no. Okay, that's another interesting situation. Let's say, the uh, if this, then that. A human says... I'm going to hurt myself if you feel pain. Then the robot who is programmed to feel pain does get hurt, but something it does is going to cause a human to get hurt. That robot learned how to lie at that very moment. It learned that I'm just going to say I didn't feel pain because that's going to stop the per. All I have to do is answer, ask, okay, answer a question. If the person is trying to kill themselves, I guess. Yeah, if the person the is going to commit robot suicide. may lie. Yeah. If the person says, if you feel pain, I will take my life, and the robot under any circumstance is supposed to protect human life, and its actions following that question are going to determine that, the robot's next step is immediately to lie. It calculates lying into it, and thus its neural network developed the capacity to lie because it worked in that moment without violating any rules. What? So yes, it could learn deception led to something good here, and it hurt nobody. But then it'll start lying more and more, and it, it will might go, apply uh, it to those situations. Control. It totally could. It totally could. I don't think it would lose control though. It could, but I don't think it would. I think it would just associate that situation with it. Okay. And calculate it in that scale forever. That if there is a way, if if it's beneficial to both sides, I'll lie. Yes. That's the important part. Yeah, because it's still not going to violate the rules. But yeah. because it learned how to lie, maybe there's a situation in which a person isn't going to hurt, but it could get something. 
the robot can the get robot something. can get something in its benefit maybe i need that oil and i already know i can lie and uh, i'm just gonna lie to that person and i can lubricate this joint and maybe sir because it's supposed to protect itself it learned how to lie and now it knows it has to go through battlefield and that person refuses to give it to it so it cons the person into giving it to it so that it can go into the battlefield more efficiently and protect itself but eventually will it lie to itself that it doesn't need to protect humans that's a moral decision i don't know well because the line could be calculated can that does that mean it's moral I don't. Is it a moral decision? Lying? Does he calculate lying as good or bad, or does he calculate it as a profit versus like a pro versus a con? I think it would be pro versus con, right? Though. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter Hunt. <laughs> Sorry, Hunter Hunt from Montville, India. Why should robots not have rights, and why should they have rights? Robots shouldn't have rights because robots are just exoskeletons. AI should have rights because AI have has thought. That's the mind. That's of the robot. mind of a robot. The AI should have uh, rights that apply to it but don't conflict with human rights until mm-hmm. such a time when it's difficult to discern the difference. When a robot's behavior, even when a when a AI's behavior, even if it's obviously ai if we put it behind if we were to put drop that ai into a human brain or a android that looked identical to a human and we couldn't tell that that android wasn't human and its behavior didn't tell us it wasn't human at that time its rights should be identical to human rights yes okay yes when we can't tell it apart it should have rights based on its capacity mm-hmm. and if it feels like you know how, like, superheroes have their own rules because they're stronger and they can hurt us by accident? It would still have those type yes, of Yes, it should hold back in situations. It should be obligated to, to follow sort of human rules. Because then the problem is it could violate things with th- that humans didn't even consider possible to violate. But then we'd be making up the rules depending on the situation. Like, eventually we'll see the mistakes of... We wouldn't. We would say... The the easiest way to do it is your rights are equal to a human's as long as all your conditions are equal to a human's. So you output equals human strength. You might be heavier than a human, so you don't step on anything that might break. So you just treat yourself like if you were human, behave as if you were human, and you have human rights. Okay. Okay. Max Harden from Victoria, Australia. Can robots smell? You can program a robot to smell. You can program a robot to tell smells apart. It would be like programming a dog robot. The more complicated, the more detailed. We need to do that. What? Robot dog could probably smell so much farther than a regular Regular dog. dog. Yeah. It could probably process just uh, particles in the air. Tell you what direction they're coming from in higher densities. But I don't think we're close to doing that, though. Who knows? We can find two individual atoms and toss them at each other. Okay. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Weird things we can do. What? Yeah. That's happening in a computer, in a robot the size of like three states. That's a, You consider that a robot? That's a robot? That's, that's, a ro- that's a giant. A robot is just a machine. Yeah. That's a giant machine. It's a robot. Yeah. And it has a bunch of computers working on it. Well, yeah, I guess. It's a robot with many minds then? No. All those minds work together for oh. one purpose. Okay. Naima Doran from... Chelmsford, England. Are robots better than humans? 
It depends on what. Humans are better than robots in some instances. Robots are better than humans in other instances. And one way we already talked about is humans are more emotional. They can figure each other out in that type of way, which robots can't yet. But robots have super strength. They can have super speed. They can uh, calculate measurable things in instances that would take humans a long time to process. Robots are better. No. No, not really. It depends. Humans make robots. Mm. A human can choose to deactivate a robot. A robot has to be programmed to deactivate a human. Well, yeah. But eventually, robots will be making robots. Equal but different. Yeah. George Luna from St. Austin, Florida. Can robots get pregnant? That is more like a freak science experiment. And that has layers to it. So you can make a science experiment in which you program pain into a robot. Then you program birth into a robot. It would basically be like a robot factory, the same way that humans have a a biological human-making factory within them. Would it be like an asexual robot? Like it's making something from itself. It's not really like I mean, you can have two conditions making one robot. You can have two conditions. You can have two different robots make one robot in the following process. This robot has uh, this set of values. You, the robot, has that set of values. There should be an input-output switch, so I will connect an interface of some sort, and you didn't previously have the information from me, this robot. Now you take exactly half of my code, and you go through the process of encoding it into this other robot. So now you put half of your code half of my code into that robot. And then let's say we develop the technology to take uh, particles out of the air and turn them into bigger pieces of matter that then get turned into pieces of, com- of machine and then start slowly over uh, several months of taking microscopic things out of the air and incorporating them in an internal robot-making factory. You can grow a different robot that wasn't there previously and isn't directly a part of the original robot that's making them and it's using code and information from the second robot but it's happening inside this robot entirely eventually this robot can remove this piece that is fully programmed and can function on its own and you have a robot that had a robot that is weird but is that like robots that make cars is that kind of the same thing um, it it would look like that, but inside of a robot. But inside. And okay. it would have the code from one robot. See, I go to my lab, I make my own robot, you go to your lab, you make your robot. Your robot doesn't have my code, my robot doesn't have your code. But together, they have both codes. So my robot can plug into yours, pass over some code, and maybe can even pass the, the origin piece of information. Like, it's going to pass a little piece of robotic, a little piece of machinery, that you're then going to, inside your robot factory, start taking from the air and incorporating to. So at the very core of the robot that comes out is the first piece, if you were to deconstruct that robot, that my robot gave to your robot on top of half of my robot's code. It's a weird experiment that you can run, but it's probably possible to have a pregnant robot make a robot inside of it that isn't the original robot, or the original two robots, but it's part of both of those robots. That what? But what's with the thing in the air? They're getting something from the There's air? There's particles in the air. In order for this robot to make something that isn't them, the same way that when a human eats something, mm-hmm. 
part of those things become the human that they're making, the same way that their uh, their own cells are made from the things they consume, that same principle has to be applied. But a robot is just made out of solid materials that got turned into steel and metals and stuff. The robot should learn how to do that same process within itself and then incorporate it onto the original piece that my robot gave you a robot. Mm, okay. Yeah. Pregnant robots. That's cool. Paul Riley from Dublin, Ireland. Is artificial intelligence on Netflix? Yes. There's artificial intelligence in seemingly anything that exists within the internet at this moment, and Netflix is no exception. Everywhere. Yes. Anything that chooses what it thinks you will like, anything that decides what it thinks you'll be interested in, is doing that. Yeah. It's just like different um, varieties, like how complicated they are. Yes. That's totally what's happening. Yeah. Okay. And our last question is from Hannah Downs from New York, New York. Are robots the future, and how are robots changing the world? Are robots the future, and how are robots changing the world? They're fissionizing the world. They're making the world... A better place. Yeah, they're definitely making the world a better place. Less people die at war if machines go. Yeah, it's just much more dangerous to be in there if you're human for some reason. Yeah, 100%. And you're in there fighting with those robots. That's gotta suck for you. Yeah, but uh, ultimately the goal would be to remove humans. Yeah. Eventually, maybe war itself is robots versus robots. I'm pretty sure it's gonna migrate and just be uh, AI versus AI and hackers versus hackers. But all of that is robots and AI, artificial intelligence. All those things are happening and sort of making the world better. Less people have to work shitty jobs if robots are doing them. Eventually, most people don't even need a job and they can just live life. And maybe uh, robots taking over every job means... You don't even need to worry about paying for your home because money ceases to fucking matter if the resources can be attained by the robots to then work the job. So you just walk into a store, say, I need this much food. A robot brings it to you, walk out. Like those things are going to be the future. It's going to, it's far away. We're ignorant creatures who want to be better than all the creatures around us. We'll mess up in a huge way. Like we'll make it an unhackable robot like Horizon. Oh my God. That's so stupid. And then it will just turn on us immediately. Yeah, that's totally what's going to happen. Well, that was fun. Thank you guys for all those exciting questions. Thank you, guys. And thank you guys for those questions. And uh, next time we have a bunch of other questions, we're going to toss them into the internet. Or not questions. Next time we have an interesting topic that we would want questions on, we're going to toss those into the internets of the world. And uh, you guys can ask us to tell you incorrect information that we know nothing about, but pretending we know about. As if I am Neil, which I'm not. I'm not Neil. And I'm Chuck Not So Nice. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening. You can find other weird things of this nature and anything else we do in front of a microphone anywhere on the internet. You can just type us on Google and find us. But you can find our social medias at uh, Just Convo Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find us on graythoughts.info, our website, or iTunes, or Stitcher, and some other places everywhere. There's yeah, other... like uh, Podbean or Google Podbean. Podcasts. That should just go up there. Yep. And uh, remember to subscribe, comment, rate, review. iTunes is the best place to do that. But anywhere you are listening is okay. That helps the algorithms of whatever the hell send us to other people. And uh, word of mouth is the strongest thing. That is the strongest, most overpowered way to do this. So show this to people who might be interested in anything of this nature. We talk nonsense. We have fun doing it. We have fun chilling, talking to you guys, talking to each other. I like having you here, Christina, so we can talk bullshit. Yes. Yes. Bullshit. 
Okay, this has been the Just Conversation podcast. Take nothing personal. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. start doing this at least for the skating to figure out exactly the difference maybe that's the way i can learn it that's a great way to learn it for you maybe it'll work for me i don't know i have to figure out how i learn (laughs) and for a lot of tricks you'll have to know that they have three or four names that go with them they don't describe anything different but they're referred to differently like a 360 flip is a tray flip it's the same thing well well, once I memorize one version of them, then I'll learn the yeah. other ways you say You them. should learn the technical way. Okay. Which one's the technical? Whichever the one breaks it down the most, which is 360 flip. Okay. Instead of a half cab flip, it's a fakey kick flip. Okay. I, I okay. guess not a fakey. It's a back, fakey backside kick flip. That's a half cab. Okay. Okay. I've seen half cab a lot. Okay. Yeah. Half cab <laughs> is fakey. It's They're the same fakey. word. Oh, okay. But half cab but means 180. They have fakie. Oh, because the 180? Yeah. Half cab is a fakie 180. Okay. So it's a fakie 180 kickflip. Yeah. It's just All a right. shorter. There's a bunch of that that goes on to try to kind of compress the complexity of how long some of these things could be. Yes. Okay. That's good. That I'll, I'm going to learn that eventually. Yes. Yes. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Lists are great. Yeah. Who knew? That's a good, interesting way to learn things, though, or memorize things. It is. It it totally does help. It helps me. Mm-hmm. I should do that somehow. With I wonder if I can do that with Spanish somehow. I'm Rob. I'm Slim. And I'm the Slambagini himself, baby! Yeah! The Rob and Slim Show is a weekly comedy show with an hour and a half of happy horseshit, followed by four half-hour interviews with actors, authors, and more. Scott Bale loves us. And I smear shit on my stomach in the bathtub! Fuck yeah! Catch us live every Wednesday, 6 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ipmnation.com forward slash live2 or facebook.com forward slash Robin Slim. Or listen to the Robin Slim Show on Podbean or iTunes, baby! Yeah! I just shit my fucking pants! Good night. Good morning. Good night. Good morning. Good night. Good morning.